Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Spoken, spoken. How's it going, Mark? It's going well. Glad to be talking about this album. Yeah, <laughs> I do like the the band name. A little generic, or it could be not quite sure what it means. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on the on the band name? Actually, I haven't really thought about it too much. For a Christian message, it could be like the you know the word is spoken, you know, or the scriptures are spoken, like the spirit of God has spoken. I remember my first impression of the band as like a teenager. This is like kind of a Christian rage knockoff, <laughs> especially on this album. Uh, there, are, I think his voice is um, he's, he has a more of a singing voice, but my his like his yelling voice is really <laughs> uh, reminiscent of. Zach de la Roca Rocha uh, of Rage Against the Machine. That was my initial impression. I do kind of have that feel, but it does have a lot more singing where it's, it's kind of alternating between singing and yelling. Rage maybe is a little bit on almost on the rap rock kind of side. But yeah. I hadn't really thought about the title other than it sounded cool, but I'm not quite sure what Echoes of the Spirit Still Dwell means. Well, these days uh, I'm reading like Old Testament and I've been in like Judges, Samuel and Kings. There's a lot of dark moments in there. You can still like hear uh, God speaking. I think I thought of it as like a personal thing back in the day, you know, being going through difficult times, but you can still hear the spirit of God speaking or nudging. The title is kind of like something that like, happened not something that's happening but well they still dwell they still yeah. dwell they're they are are still dwelling <laughs> sure and i think you were the one that introduced this um to me and this was the first album that i listened to never saw them live or anything and then this is the one i've listened to the most only recently listened to some of their their newer stuff i've listened to just like a little bit i think they had some band member changes and uh, like the vocalist has always been the same, but I think the cast around him has changed a few times. I, I've enjoyed other albums like for a little bit, but none, none like where I, I like listened again and again like this one. And I guess the album cover also is that is that just kind of a church store? Is there like any other hidden meaning on it? It looks cool, but it's really simple. It definitely looks like from its time, like late '90s, early 2000s metal album that's kind of the not of this world christian culture where it's like a little edgy but still not pushing any boundaries they're not hiding the christian message that much and i don't know if that ever had any uh, mainstream radio play maybe through it all like from one of their later albums maybe tv or sports promos that kind of thing or maybe pop popular radio it's I mean, it sounds, that's a cool song. It sounds really catchy. It, which, but it's interesting because that one's actually, at least in my ears, a little less overtly Christian or e- either easier to like apply some other meaning where 
these ones, if you pay attention, like they're only, there's just like one or two songs, or they don't they don't have like a message. I think there's one song that might be a cover. That one doesn't have to be a song about the Lord, but everything else clearly. Like, oh, won't lie down. Is that one about? Is that one a cover? Is that, is that, that what it was? That is a cover. Yeah. Do you know who originally sang sang it? I may have known that back in the day, but I don't know. I'm not sure. The band's called Face to Face. I hadn't punk heard band, it. right? Um, yeah, so it's more more punk. Like the spoken version isn't too different. I think I might like the original version of the song a little more, but that's still. I think that might be my favorite song on the on this album. <laughs> it's or, catchy. That also means my favorite song um, by the band. Yeah, so it's catchy. Maybe I like it because it's more singing. I think I liked it more then and now. I'm not really a fan of the singers screaming. I guess there's other bands. I mean, of course, you know, it's like I, I really like Demon Hunter where they're screaming. I like Project 86 more with the screaming, yelling, etc. Right. And maybe there is a difference between yelling and screaming. Whenever it comes to the his screaming parts on this, it's like I can definitely tell that they're going to happen. And I'm just like, oh, okay, well, that's the band. As far as I won't lie down, like I like the message. And it's something that wasn't originally a christian songs i think it also fits well on this about resistance in general the lyric like everyone can't be right i think that's the one lyric takeaway where I, that i definitely remember everyone will decide i'm not afraid of the price i pay that's all very very catchy i was including a collection of rock songs on probably a decade ago when i was making like mix cds just kind of <laughs> you know people still have cds but i don't know if i'd put in the mental energy of picking a song when I could just do whole albums. It's like right in the middle of the, of the album too. When I first got the album because I wouldn't listen to it very often but then when I would listen to it I would just, I would basically listen to it almost all the way through from front to back. Especially the like the first like 8, 9 or 10 songs. Once it got me with the first song I would just listen to 4 or 5 songs directly and I'd be like wow this is really good and then I'd listen to it again two or three times but then i wouldn't listen to it for another like several several months whereas there were other bands who i would listen to like you know on a more regular basis but it's kind of one that i can still like i think it grew in my mind and and the like the lyrical mess the spiritual message i started noticing that this has a better spiritual message than some of the other bands that i was listening to or at least one that spoke to me on a more personal level in terms of like character musically it sounds like of its time for sure you know have to be in the mood a little bit to listen to something that's something that i listened listen to in college basically <laughs> or the end of high school <laughs> new metal right like yeah though no, i think i might throw this on my shuffle mix on my phone i think i'd throw three or four songs on this which ones would you throw on there i won't lie down is a favorite one fall short which is the track after that even though yeah. you don't like the yelling that's yeah, cool. this one maybe just they spend more time building it up, and yeah, it still feels like groovy. there's a switch that they were they're building up musically, but then uh, vocally he's either got two modes where there's no like in between, I guess. <laughs> like the re- repetition and how they build up the music works for me, and I like the you know the lyrics. If I cry out to you, will you hear me? The question. That's a cool riff too. Will you love me? Yeah, it's still pretty simple, but I think it's kind of a poignant. There are similarities to some of the psalms, but it's not uh, something cool. really 
like when you're talking about doubt isn't really something that comes up that much in modern christian music the modern one if they talk about doubt it's like they're kind of over the edge on the other side of like the kind of walking away yeah. unfortunately or it's like why do you have doubt just have faith you can learn this on bass got some cool bass and has some cool guitar i'll learn it on guitar we should try <laughs> yeah. it we should try it. <laughs> it it would take some skill to do that much you know or at least uh be able to do that live and not throw throw out your voice yeah oh yeah i do wonder how the singing would sound live yeah i think he was pretty good uh i, I saw i did see them once i think they they played a few shows with project 86 and i went to that one i like i wanted to see spoken but i hadn't followed the band as much at that point I think he's probably better at the singing. No, but I know his yelling was pretty good too. Well, I, and actually compared to Project 86, like Project 86 on albums versus like their live show, it's like a different voice. They're both like kind of powerful. But this one, I think he's like possibly even more, maybe stronger live. I think maybe is a better word. Yeah, I think I might feed into the energy more a live show. And of course, I guess they're still technically around though. It kind of goes, sometimes it's like, okay, the band put out an album six years ago. No word on it. I guess, okay, 2017, so five years ago. When was the brown and green, uh, the white yeah, and brown for, and green album? Yeah, <laughs> the last pair of public was, yeah, 2017. Do that. But yeah, we're not, we're not actively t- touring. I guess uh, looking at their Spotify, like for their last album, it was number nine. And the first track is called This Is Not The End. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they have or at least the the singers yeah I think I, and they're I, doing acoustic shows which i think would be interesting i'd like to hear their oh. take on that it is interesting there's only two members in the band i guess um, yeah actively their photos yeah i don't know if that would get old after seeing an entire concert on that but that that might be interesting especially you get to hear the the screaming vocals um interpreted differently yeah how does he do that right seen on that and they do have an acoustic version of a song here the main complaint about that is that it is a relatively short album there's only i think you were laughing when you only listen to nine or ten songs because i think there's only like a, 11 songs on the album <laughs> yeah 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 it's 11 songs and there's like a bit of silence yeah. in the yeah. track in the silence so they have a version of forevermore um because the album is relatively short which you know makes a nice playthrough but Having two versions of the song was a little too much. Oh, oh, so you listened to one with an acoustic version on the same album? Yeah. So, I don't know if you maybe heard that. That was the the version that I originally had because I had a deluxe edition. I didn't get the album right when it was released. Yeah. So, Forevermore is the second track on the album. And then after the 11th track, they have an acoustic version. Now, there's nothing too revolutionary on that. You know, for all. My complaints about the yelling on it. I actually slightly prefer the original version. It's one of my favorite, one of my favorite songs on the album is Forevermore. Like sometimes I don't start it on track one. Sometimes I start the album listening to Forevermore first and then go from there. That was their music video. That was their single from the album. Here I am by your side forever. I like the lyrics on that. Especially I like the singing on the follow you forever. Yeah, more good dynamics with the band too. And then you would surrender if you could only hear it. That one, I hear that one. It convicts me. By the way, the music video looks like it's just uh, live concert footage. Lots of me- the official music video is no longer on the internet. This would still 
make the cut, even though I don't like the particular part where they change midline to go from singing to screaming. I guess the bind your spirit. I guess I like a verse on that. Maybe that was also the, the cliche is, is this kind of funny. Even This wasn't my main source of inspiration. I think it, that kind of style did kind of come in with the uh, Netzer. Um, <laughs> yes, it, uh, it did a lot. You're right. Lyrics. I think we ended up unintentionally doing a lot of that stuff in the playbook, especially Deus Ex, the first album where we had two singers. So it's kind of ways to, to work it in. For better or for worse, it's, it stays pretty close thematically, where like the yeah. songs will kind of fit the the same formula that acoustic extra song definitely fits out of that um but then i guess the one exception also is in the silence which is the last track on i guess the normal album and there's some good notes in this and and this was a song that i originally really liked and also i felt was a good end to the album it's a bit long and repetitive and obviously it's intentionally repetitive and you know fortunately it's the only like they only do this you know once on the album but even then the song was a little long for me this time yeah i gotcha like especially the guitar tone is like pretty there's like basically like two or three guitar tones there's like a clean tone and then there's like kind of the chugga 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 tone mainly uh and, and then they just go they go faster or slower so it gives it kind of less there's a little bit of a sameness so it helps the album flow but if you're not in the mood, maybe that's why I wouldn't visit it all the time. Yeah, I think the guitar certainly. I think you know it's it is kind of the same kind of riffs where they could where they could kind of mix it up. They could kind of copy and paste, and it would be the same kind of sound. But I enjoy those, and those are that, yeah that age, age better. Like I don't have a issue with that. Like I, I kind of get that head nodding going on on those songs where I'm enjoying that. But yeah, so they kind of go like fast and slow, and then slow, and then fast, 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 dun, 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 with you know, with the drums. You're right, though. Like, sometimes, like, if you're feeling the song, like, the repetition, like, works, right? Like, if you're in the mood and you're feeling the song, the repetition, saying the same thing over and over again with, like, a similar groove or building groove. If you're not feeling it, you're like, ah, I just don't want to listen to the same thing over and over and over again. I want to skip to the next song <laughs> or or change change the music. You had done some riffs kind of experimenting with the uh, Dance Like David from the uh, from original yeah. hymn, I guess. Was it, yeah. Was this version, did that also influence you? This is the primary one. That because I and this was one I heard before I heard the dance like David. Oh God, I want to dance like David. Like so, not the very intro, but like there's like a pretty early on riff where the bands like like that part. That part is definitely for Adonai, kind of like the building, like the riff people call like pedaling, pedaling on like a few different riffs. Lyric wise, theme wise, this like this is a definite inspiration for for Adonai. It's definitely your song, but I, I think I added some stuff that was kind of didn't have those influences, so that mixed it up. Yeah, we had we also have like like as a band too. We had the I think we were just jamming one time, like the bass. I remember come we came. Um, I don't know how that came about, but I remember playing it with like Aaron one time in your guys' garage. 
you may have come up with that. That that may have been from you. Do 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 do. Or maybe that was just something we came up together in the band. That was pretty fun. Yeah, I forgot that, but yeah, that was different. And I think we had a we're kind of working on that of the the song, but then I I think I came up with the idea to throw that in to add that to Auto Nine. Yeah, <laughs> which is a great idea. Because I'm David, like we changed, didn't include the words <laughs> David, and that's I find it a little weird, like to have songs that mention David. I guess not a ton of them, but mm-hmm. enjoy it or think it's a little funny. The yeah, oh god, I want to dance like David. Thing. Like yeah, it's kind of yeah, how... peak Christian angsty. How well, how well can you dance, David? <laughs> that's, the, that's the question. You know, I guess that there's talking about like yeah like full energy full attention david dancing i think it's like after being forgiven after the incident with Bathsheba, or is it the another time it's one of the times where he basically was like thankful totally thankful to the lord for providing i thought it was uh like saul or whatever when it's still around but like uh that he yeah had, you might be right his wife is like ashamed of him right Oh, I guess, yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's part of a psalm, which is his repentance, yeah. Or it's about the ark coming back to Jerusalem. Yeah, without, he's like dancing without, you know, he doesn't, he's not really caring. There was a pretty spiritual moment in my life. Like one of the high, like a, uh, like a mountain peak experience that I had, um, and I remember dancing, <laughs> dancing. And before that, I didn't really enjoy dancing, you know, in public with people. Um, but during that time, actually, I was like, I'm just going to dance for God, <laughs> dance for God uh, at a certain certain event and not really worry about what other people think. And that was that was by far the most enjoyable dancing I've ever done. Often since then, it's easier for me to dance in public. But that was the that was the best time. Dancing is not my primary form of, <laughs> of, of worship that's for sure but that for some people that that is so there is song towards the end the way you want me to be which i actually thought was kind of sounding like tool singing and and set up when quieter singing with like yep. not a fast pace but you have slow pace but then you have like heavy notes once in a while and it drops out i guess music wise and that's how i describe it but bum certainly i don't think it matches up to a tool song but it reminded me of yeah i think they have some like tool kind of that style of influence it would musically <laughs> obviously not lyrically but musically mm-hmm. i think that's in there at least on at least at least on this era of the band for sure ember they did have more of a guitar i guess it would be a solo where it's it's just letting the guitars play for a little bit without vocals it's cool there's a few other songs on there that i i don't particularly care about like i'd skip over now i including the first song but i don't know is there any other songs you'd like to mention i skip over songs occasionally but sometimes it actually changes up which songs i skip over but and then other times i can listen to the soul album all the way through and i appreciate i think i appreciate it better when i listen to everything it's pretty well ordered and mixed i can dig it from the beginning to end but I might, I might like listen to one through to nine occasionally, and ten, eleven. There's like the instrumental and the longer, longer song that you mentioned. But there's a lot of little nuggets. The songs 
has spoken to me <laughs> has spoken to me uh, where, where God has actually or he used it to, to keep me wanting to follow him. And I think the message on the album is faithfulness to God. There's a bit about forgiveness. There's some like content about people, other people falling away and like kind of grieving over that, but also feeling there's still a call to like, you know, do you want to fall away? Don't, don't you want to stay with God's graciousness, basically? I feel like that message has often inspired me. I, for me, I think it's just a spiritual thing, the way God uses it and speaks through it, sometimes through individual songs, but it's sometimes through like the aggregate of a few different songs. Yeah. If I was dumping a bunch of songs on my phone or something, I'd, I might take the effort to only pick six or seven songs. If I had still had the CD, which I did have at one point, now I don't really have CDs anymore. I might not have bothered to, to skip songs. It's good on that. But then, you know, the music is all right. And then, but then I think the lyrics are stronger than the music. So I think that it's worth it for that. Cool. Excellent. So we're messianicmedia.gmail.com, facebook.com slash messianicmedia. You watched uh, season one of The Mandalorian? Like the, yes, only season one. The, there was a one character from the pilot episode was always saying, he was always saying, I've spoken. Yeah, so uh, definitely, sp- that's, uh, <laughs> I definitely think of that now. Now, of course, uh, it's still kind of like prophet speaking or, or, or something like that, but it's in my head now. That and I this is spoken. the way, you know. Yeah, this is the way. Thank you for listening to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works.